Are you looking to pursue excellence and take your success to the next level? You're in the right place. Welcome to Excellence Mindset with your host, Ryan James Miller. Uh, so uh, I'm excited today to uh, to take this opportunity to uh, to share some time with you, Darren, on the Excellence Mindset podcast. And uh, so we'll get into some of the basic questions before hopefully we get into some of the, the the deeper purposes of your life and what you do. And so why don't you first start off by just sharing a little bit about who you are and what you're all about? Yeah, uh, Ryan, thank you very much for having us. I really appreciate it. I believe in everything you're doing. So this is an excellent, I think, opportunity just to share a little bit of what I can. And, you know, even you have influenced myself, which, you know, a lot of people have. So thank you. Um, Darren Drennan, uh, 38 years old, about to be 39. I lived in Orange County all of my life. Uh, grew up just right down the street here in Placentia. Um, played sports pretty much all of my life. It's been a huge, I think, influence on my life. Um, you know, really as far as, uh, trying to get into some type of career was looking for something that was maybe a little bit similar. So I kind of went down, I guess you could say the sales route. Um, currently right now I'm a vice president of a transportation and logistics, uh, company. So it takes up a good amount of my time. Um, a lot of things about me is, you know, I'm trying to balance myself, whether it's, you know, through spiritual, through business, uh, through family, uh, sports. And I think that's really, you know, kind of the foundations of, of who I am. Um, you know, I grew up as a, a Catholic uh, within my family and uh, converted to Christianity in high school and was a big uh, turning point in my life, just as far as I think how I viewed life and um, has been a huge foundation of, you know, how I conduct business, how I, uh, you know, treat people, talk to people and uh, really just my everyday life. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So I have to go back uh, already. Uh, I get off on these tangents. So uh, I remember from uh, some of our interaction uh, when we were much younger, uh, I just turned 40, so you're going to get there quickly. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, so you are uh, 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 a big athlete, right? You are into baseball. I know that off podcast before uh, we started recording that you shared with me that you're still playing baseball a little bit. So did you have a moment? Uh, I mean, during high school, you took it seriously enough. There had to be some aspiration of, I'm going to go to college, I'm going to play baseball, maybe I'm going to play pro ball. Like, did you have that desire? I, that's a great question. I always thought I was going to be a professional baseball player. And so, you know, I played basketball, I played baseball. Um, I just loved the baseball environment. You're outside, you're with a bunch of your friends. Uh, it's very competitive. You know, it's a lot like life. You know, you put in some time, you see some results, um, you have relationships, you know, uh, you strike out. Do you learn from it? What do you, you know, do after you strike out? For me, um, reality kind of set in uh, was in college. Uh, you know, I was starting to look into I wanted to maybe make some money, um, <laughs> you know, just uh, playing baseball and going to school really wasn't cutting it as far as, you know, maybe some financials and things like that. And I think that's really where things started to change was kind of seeing maybe a little bit more what reality was, what life was, and uh, just kind of maybe changing a little bit of a direction of where I wanted to go. But um, baseball is a huge passion for me. Um, it was something that I definitely wanted to do the rest of my life. And uh, I think the numbers are less than 1% of people actually really make it into the major league. So I you know, played high school ball, played college baseball. Unfortunately, 
one of the one things uh, that I did quit in was baseball. Oh. And I think uh, I regretted it a little bit. And I think that's partly the reason I do it now today is uh, kind of just reliving that dream. Um, it's my getaway a little bit, you know, from the grind of a, a work environment, you know, day to day type thing. But um, just I always envision myself to be either a professional baseball player or a coach um, or something along those lines. And I've tried to kind of mirror that within any type of uh, business that I was going to be doing. And I think that was a huge uh, influence just as far as growing up, high school, college, and now is getting close, like you said, to a 40 year old. Um, it's still a part of my life and uh, I think drives part of just my behavior and, and who I am, I guess you could say. So you said you quit. So tell me about that. Like, Yeah, I mean... Pretty uh, strong I, statement. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I don't like to be known as a quitter. And I think, uh, you know, whether it's a relationship, a friend, a, a family member, a job, whatever it is, I don't think you ever want to be known as a, as a quitter. For me, I played 140 games, I think, two years in a row. And um, at that time in my life, I just was really burned out. I was seeing some of my friends starting to work. They were starting to make money. And, you know, it's kind of like that little enticing carrot that, you know, sometimes in front of us in life where, you know, what you think might something be, it's not really reality. And I think at that time, it was a combination of things of being a little burned out with uh, sports, wanting maybe a little bit more money and kind of looking a little bit towards your future, too. And you know, trying to get started in your future and what you really want to do. Yeah. I mean, I think there's, <clears throat> I would say at this point, but I think there's probably multiple points in life where, um, the purpose or calling that we have collides with reality. Mm -hmm. Um, so, um, I mean, obviously, you know, you say, you know, I quit. So it's probably some sense of like, you know, I walked away or, you know, decided to, to go in a different direction. And, um, but you, I'm sure you've been able to apply so much of what you learn. Like it always fascinates me that uh, the business world doesn't take more from athletics. Like sports psychology is probably one of the most profound areas of study to me because there is just such an application of effort and technique, uh, but with mindset. And I don't think that the business world does a good enough job. Um, some sometimes no job at all of, of, of applying that same mentality. So, I mean, we're on the excellence mindset podcast. We're talking about excellence. So like, how did you apply that like desire to be the very best baseball player until the day you got burned out, which I think was probably the best decision you ever made in some sense. Right. So like, how did you, how do you take that application of, I want to be the best athlete to now all of a sudden I want to be the best. We'll start with business professionals. So how do you apply that? I, that's a great question. I, I think there's so many similarities. I mean, I think it's work ethic, it's perseverance, it's, uh, you know, relationship, it's uh, numbers, it's, uh, you know, your character, it's, it's really, you know, not giving up, like, whether it's, you know, deciding maybe at the end point, this isn't something that I want to do, which maybe is that, you know, purpose moment, but really, like in a sport, you have to have that grind day to day, you have to wake up, you can't, you know, sleep in. I think one of the biggest things for me is, you know, lear learning from some motivational speakers, learning from uh, Michael Jordan, Phil Jackson, um, whoever it might be that, you know, is providing, I think, some of those um, qualities that make, you know, that well-rounded person. For me, it's a lot inside of me. It's something within my heart. It's something within my soul. It's something where I don't want to be just average. I'd like to be the best. And so whether I'm 
playing baseball or whether uh, it's, you know, within a relationship, whether it's within a work environment, I think you borrow some of those same qualities and transfer those into whether it's a work environment or, you know, can apply in life. Uh, life and sports are very similar. So I think, you know, for me, it's, it's a passion. It's that intrinsic uh, qualities. It's your heart. It's your soul. It's uh, not wanting to fail, um, you know, and then maybe learning from those failures. But there's so many, I think, qualities within a sport that transfer over into life and also into the business world. I, you know, for our company, we do apply a lot of those sports uh, characteristics within our business environment, you know, and, and we see a lot of those same qualities. So I think it, it goes hand in hand. For me, it was really not wanting to fail. It was intrinsic. It was trying to be the best at whatever I can do and not just trying to be average. And I think, you know, some of it, I think it was built from maybe my family. Some of it is inside and then also from outside influences. Yeah. 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 And I would say that uh, in some sense, we were the last generation of those that, um, for lack of a better term, were told we suck when we sucked. <laughs> and, um, and, and I think that like, it was so helpful, right? Because today I have a huge problem in, um, in in a lot of youth sports today, right? Because, and I think this translates everywhere else. It's just easy to see in youth sports, which is everybody gets a medal. Everybody's good, right? There's participation. And I'm all for encouraging people regardless of where they're at, right? You want to try and elevate them and really tap into if there is a gift and talent buried inside there somewhere. But I feel like a lot of times we're masking um, something that they're better at, right? And and that they could be applying to somewhere else in life, right? You think about like um, all of the people that um, were told that they weren't good at a sport that became some of the greatest musicians and artists that the world has ever seen. Um, and I'm afraid that that's, that's going to translate into business, right? It's like, how can you tell me I'm not good, right? right? And, and so do you have any like – you lead a sales team, I mm -hmm. think, right? right? And so do you have any of those interactions with people without calling people out? <laughs> They're going to hear you talk about them later, but like where you, where you've had to like hit them hard with a, no, you're just not good at this and you need to turn it around. Yeah. I mean, I got to be careful here because I want to be uh, with <laughs> stereotypes and everything, but I think you're exactly right. I mean, I have to be, you know, on the cusp of Really, we have uh, we have people at our company that are in their 60s, 50s, 40s, 30s, 20s, you know, millennials. And uh, what I've noticed is it's almost exactly a little bit like sports again. You have to it's almost like coaches. You can't just maybe yell at somebody. You can't just maybe just motivate somebody. You have to correct maybe some of those problems and everything. But um, I'm very straightforward. I like to uh, be very honest with people. And what I've noticed is with some of the millennials and some of the younger people that we work with, we have to be very uh, sensitive sometimes and what we're telling them, how we correct them, you know, encourage them and so forth. Um, I'm all for sports and I'm all for, uh, you know, participation. I think it's great as far as the communication and uh, just what sports brings. But I really don't like the participation medals. I really uh, don't like when we're not correcting people, telling them when they're wrong, telling them when they can improve things, because that's what life is. It's about failure. It's about learning. It's about failing multiple times, not just one time. And so um, I hope our world uh, doesn't continue to head in that direction. Some of the, the people that are, let's say, maybe within their 50s and 60s that we're working with, 
uh, they're very straightforward. They're very, um, you know, will tell you how it is. And I really like that. It kind of ch- cuts to the chase and so forth. But with some of the younger people that we're working with, we have to cuddle them a little bit. We have to be a little bit more sensitive. We have to be um, a little cautious just as far as what we're saying and, and how we conduct business with them. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, it, it sounds like I, 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 I'm trying to ask people to kind of define this idea of the pursuit of excellence. And I think you've done it really well in saying, like, you want to be the very best at whatever you can be, right, that you're applying yourself to at that time. And I just I love that. How do you prevent, though, from imposing that imposing your pursuit of excellence on the people that you lead, coach, teach, manage? Yeah, I, I think it's a fine line because not everybody's going to view things how I do. Now, if it's our my client or our client and uh, I'm responsible for our sales or I'm responsible for the operation or how that uh, account base, basically views us, um, I might view it different than our customer service person who at five o'clock, they might be done and they don't take any of that work home for them. I'm not off the clock. I'm in a transportation business. It's 24 hours. It's seven days a week. It's 365 days a year. Really can't take too many days off and can't really, you know, just uh, maybe uh, just sleep on something like maybe somebody else could. So I have to be careful as far as, you know, I want to motivate people. I want to have a good environment at work. And, you know, I want them to understand that I'm trying to do the best that I can. And I really am striving for excellence and the best that I can do. But I also have to understand that some people, unfortunately, are just there sometimes maybe for a paycheck. They're there just to uh, get the day by, you know, and different things. And they might not have that same mindset that I do have. And so I think it's partly I need to be able to show that I need a lead and uh, also do it by example, not just by words. Okay, so a, a good combination of understanding, compassion, but still kind of trying to push them to, to be the best version of themselves. Exactly, and every personality is going to be a little bit different, so I think you have to understand those personalities, the character, what can help drive them, what can help push them, and what uh, can you help maybe relate? Is it something where they're, you know, we don't like to talk about this too much in work, but we do actually a little bit at our work, whether it's through the Bible, whether it's through motivational speakers, uh, whether it's through other companies that have been successful from, you know, a ground up uh, starting. We're a smaller company, you know, trying to build basically an organization right now. Too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I believe that it is so important to get to the root of who people are uh, and because it, it's from our purpose that we will be the very best version of ourselves, right? Like once we know who we are, I think uh, I referenced this uh, on, a, on a previous episode too. It's like, I, I think that's why Simon Sinek resonated with so many people was because he brought to the forefront uh, this idea of why, right? Like, why do I do what I do? And that why I do what I do comes from this inherent purpose inside of myself. So I love that you're, you're trying to kind of dig into that. And, you know, as a, as a Christian, um, I would say maybe in some sense it's easy easy for people to just to, to figure that out. Um, but I think that um, even outside of that, I think it's really important that we, we spend the time to do that with people, right? To get to, to the depth of who they are, because maybe they are in the wrong role and we can help them get into a better place. Or maybe 
they're in the right role and they just they they need to be triggered in a different way right so i think exactly that's, i think that that's really big yeah no i totally agree i mean and you talk about purpose i mean uh not to get into this too much uh and then natalia is reading this book right now but a purpose-driven life right so yeah. you know for and for everyone that can't see her <laughs> wonderfully beautiful face nodding darren's girlfriend natalia is sitting here nodding her head every time he said pursuit of excellence in relationship i saw you nodding your head <laughs> 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 all right go ahead yeah so i mean you know there's there's definitely like influences that i think for me you know have helped me and then um you know i try to share those with other people too not to say that you know we require it or anything like that but anybody from like an eckhart tolle who's you know the power of now and trying to under like be in the moment type of thing to a uh motivational speakers jim Rohn or um um you know les brown uh just you know as far as like really kind of, you know, giving you that motivation, you know, telling you, you know, really anything is possible, uh -huh. um, you know, and then the purpose driven, uh, you know, from Rick Warren. So it's kind of combining, you know, and, and right now I'm reading a book from uh, John Wooden. So, you know, yeah. it's kind of like, you know, I'm trying to be a well-rounded person. And I think that really can be influential within life. And it has for me, and I've had some mentors and now getting older, um, I'm trying to now do that same thing. Like 55-year-old people. people right now are rolling their eyes when they say that we're old. Okay, they're right. 30s and 40s. Right, right, right. Like, oh, please. Yeah, yeah. But I think, you know, um, not only, you know, within our business environment, obviously we're there for business. We're there, you know, to make a profit, make money. But there's more to life than just that. And so what I'm trying to do is understand our employees a little bit better. And if I just treat it as business, they're really – just going to treat me kind of as business and yep. we're more than that. So I'm really trying to understand our employees, where their strengths are, what do they like? What do they do outside of work? And it's, you know, saying hi to them, really caring and kind of, you know, understanding really what hopefully maybe their purpose is if they're struggling with it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know I, I, I keep uh, referencing this quote and I'm going to have to go back and, and, and prove my words, but I think it's attributed to Dale Carnegie. He says that um, if you build a better person, they will be a better X, right? That's a better employee, a better athlete, a better whatever. And, and again, I think this is an area where companies, I mean, it sounds like you guys are doing a really good job of it, but I think this is an area where companies really need to take a hard look at investing into because companies spend a ton of money investing into um, technique and skill and uh, whether inside the industry or just applied to the role. And those are all fantastic things, right? Yeah. But I think that there's this big absence of investing into the people, right? And so we started to see a little bit more of this, like uh, uh, Travis Bradbury's uh, emotional intelligence book on emotional intelligence is mm -hmm. kind of like taken off. Um, I think there's a lot of uh, a lot more people that are are starting to uh, to engage with that idea. But yeah, I think like that investment into the people to understand who they are, what makes them tick, make them feel like a person, a valued person, give them some dignity other than just being employee number seventy three. That's big, right? And I can relate the, to that big time. I've spent about you know twelve plus years in the corporate world, and I'm not going to say it didn't serve a purpose. I got trained, I learned so much, but I really uh, went through two different companies that were bought out by larger companies. And after that happened, it was like, who are you? And what's our identity? What's our identity as a company? And uh, these people didn't really know the people that were actually working for them. You know, they went to the bottom line and, you know, they maybe cut even some of that staff just based purely on numbers and didn't even know who these people were. So I wanted to make sure when I got out of that corporate world, uh, we didn't do anything along those lines. Yeah. yeah. So if you could add one thing 
to your own tool belt right now, internally, externally, or to your life in general, what is one thing that you're, you're really pursuing right now to try and be the, the, the next best version of Darren? Wow. Yeah. Um, I'd say it's continuing to seek mentors. And I think one of the things that I wish I could have, and I know I read this, I think, from someone, is to read books quicker. Um, You know, to get that knowledge, to get that wisdom. I think wisdom is one of the greatest qualities or greatest things that you acquire maybe even over time uh, within this world. And, um, you know, sometimes you have to learn. You make the same mistakes maybe multiple times, but you don't want to do it over and over because then basically what they would say is you're crazy. So you want to learn from those mistakes. I think it's seeking uh, mentors, uh, wisdom. And I wish if I had one trait, it would be to read books quicker. And so I could gain that knowledge and maybe understand like how to get things done, how to, you know, um, connect to maybe certain people and get maybe the best out of each person, I guess you could say. So I think that's one of the things, uh, if I could have right now, would be wisdom. Okay. <laughs> wisdom, wisdom. <laughs> Which yeah, is and, a tough one. And, and you mentioned something about, um, uh, you know, mentors. And so uh, one thing that that speaks to me is, you know, in athletics, and I think that we have similar personality types, which is uh, we want to lead, right? We want to take charge. We want to be seen as a leader. We want to we want to uh, help people along in that, which is fantastic. The only problem with that is, is we're never taught to follow, right? And I think that there is a, a lot of opportunity in being taught how to follow the leader, how to follow somebody that's smarter and greater. I mean, I remember a CEO of a company I worked for, gosh, when I was in my late 20s, telling me that I needed a mentor or a coach. Mm. And I was like, guy, you don't know what you're talking about, right? <laughs> like I'm your number one sales guy. I, I was the cockiest person in the world. Like I don't need any of that. And then I don't know, seven, eight, nine years later in my mid to late thirties, that was the first time I hired a coach for myself. And I was like, mind blown, right? Like, oh my gosh, he was so right. I wish I would have done that 10 years ago. Right. Yeah. And so like, there's just this missing piece. I think of like, not only is it okay to follow, if you're following the right person, but it's critical to becoming, again, that best version of yourself. Right? Yes, totally. Um, I think, you know, if you don't have a mentor, seek one. I, I don't know if it's whether, you know, if you're trying to learn more about the, the Christian faith, whether you're trying to, in a sport, improve yourself as an athlete, whether it's a business person and you're trying to maybe work your way up in a company. Um, just, I, I would highly recommend that. Um, you know, and things become circular. Uh, my boss, our president of a company, he was mentored. Now I'm getting mentored, you know, from him. I now have some millennials at our company that I'm now trying to, you know, share those same things. So I think those are just, you know, unbelievable influences uh, that can be made on you. But it's also got to be, you know, the right person and uh, maybe the right timing and uh, and so forth. And so I think, you know, that's huge just as far as, um anything, you know, and for, for me, um, like through, uh, you know, I went to Saddleback church. Um, I had a mentor there. Um, he was huge in my life, uh, through sports. Uh, you know, I would say I've had multiple mentors that have either made it to the major leagues or were coaches and so forth, um, through business, you know, through our president. Um, you know, we, we actually, every two weeks, uh, we'll sit down for a mentoring session. And he actually will cover not only spiritual through the Bible, but he also covers how to own a company and how to manage and how to lead, which is something I'm totally just really excited about right now. 
Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. So, greatest fear. I mean, probably best attributed, uh, I don't know, maybe to business, but if you want to get outside of that, like, I don't know, maybe like me, you're scared of snakes or something. Like that. <laughs> I don't know if that's my greatest fear. <laughs> it's up there. That's up for it, yeah. That's right there. <laughs> I'll send my nine-year-old daughter in to, to, to pull a snake out of the house if one came in before I would do it myself. Um, so yeah, what, what, what's kind of like your greatest fear? Like, what is that one thing that you're like, gosh, I just don't want to face this or I'm afraid if this was to happen. It's actually failing. You know, I think sometimes, uh, I need to loosen up a little bit because you know, you're, you're not perfect. You're a human being. Um, but I think failing, I don't want to fail in relationships. I don't want to fail with my family. I don't want to fail one day if I'm a father. Um, I don't want to fail in business. I think right now that's a huge part is, you know, we've restructured a company and uh, we have plans and if they weren't to go through how we feel they're going to go through i think that would be one of my biggest fears um you know to kind of leave this life without a purpose um to leave this life where it's just you know you're basically at your funeral and it's just you and nobody else is there yeah you know so i think uh there's a couple different areas where i think i i do fear um but i think one of the biggest right now would be for business is failing you know, and having to maybe start over um, relationship, you know, uh, fear of just not uh, succeeding in something like that. And then uh, one day if you know, I become a parent, just you know, kind of those things. Yeah, I would say in that relationship thing, <laughs> she shakes her head again, up and down yeah. really well with a big old smile on her face. That's good. You're hearing the right things, right? I mean, again, I think it's really important as, um, you know, I don't, as we think about this idea of the pursuit of excellence, I think that um, we we really miss when it becomes siloed to just business or just sports, right? Like we know this, like athletically, how some of the greatest sports icons of all time were like the worst fathers mm. ever, right? Or um, they That's were horrible husbands. Or um, I mean, some of the most successful business people in this world are terrible. Everything else's right, like just one big general yeah. statement. That's awful. Like. And you talk about leaving a legacy, like there's no greater legacy that work. Like no one is going to care that Darren Drennan was the vice president of sales at, you know, at the company that you're at. It's, you know, how did you treat the people that you were with? Like, wow. Like, you know, at your funeral, it's, you know, he was a great father. He was a great husband. Like, I mean, we've talked about, and, and I don't want to get into this too deeply in this conversation, but like we've talked about this mutual friend that we had, right? And watching um, uh, the, the now fallout of her losing her life and what's happened. And yet when I watched people come around her vigil and her uh, celebration of life service, and just even in the interaction I've had, all anybody ever talks about is her personality. And the way she treated people. Now, she was a great employee for the company that she worked for. She was smart. She was like, you know, there was a lot of things that she did really well. But the thing that everybody attributes to her life is her personality, mm -hmm. right? Like the way she treated people and cared for people. That's the gap, right? Yeah. And so I think that for us is so big is like, we want to pursue excellence in everything. But we want to make sure that, that the main thing is the main thing. And I think that's the people that are placed into our lives, right? Oh my, God. I mean, you, you reach a huge, I think, you know, part of my purpose and I think everybody has their own somewhat purpose, part of my purpose. And that could change maybe, you know, in life. But I think as on a whole is people, 
and uh, I love relationships. So, you know, I talked to Natalia, like part of my purpose is, you know, having as many relationships as possible, whether it's business, whether it's friends and touching as many people as possible, because I just totally believe in people. And I think that's why we're on this earth, not because to be a vice president, not to make X amount of money, but it's actually the people and who we touch. And, you know, we're all very similar. And, you know, we talk about the mutual friend. Part of the reason I'm here today is because of her. Right. And it reconnected both of us too, just as far as what you're doing and, um, you know, just her smile, her energy and whatever we can kind of keep that going a little bit has reconnected us. Yeah. And so this tells you it's not just about podcasts. It's not just about the excellent mindset, but it's really about people yeah. and, you know, bringing people together and, and influencing them in the right way too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So. I had more to ask you, but I just think that's a fantastic place to stop. <laughs> um, I want to have you back because I think there's a lot of other things that I would love to dig into. Okay. And I would love to hear from Natalia. All right. Because I think that what's interesting too, it's really important, right? Is like, uh, and I see your face. I wish people could see your face. Like it, it's very genuine in the way you speak, but I think hearing from people that are also interacting with us on a daily basis is really important. Yeah. Um, so with that, Thank you so much uh, for uh, for accepting the invitation, for volunteering yourself and your time, and Natalia for joining in uh, ahead of time, and be prepared because you're going to be next. Oh. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Excellence Mindset with Ryan James Miller. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review and subscribe. And for more great content and to stay up to date, visit ryanjamesmiller.com. We'll catch you next time.